talking to a guy uh, recently, just this last week. Um, I don't know him very well. I was asking him uh, what he'd been doing, asking him about his family, um, asking him what he did over the weekend. And he was telling me that he had been at a kayak racing event with his 21-year-old daughter. And I don't know very much about kayak racing at all, so I was asking about that. And he was explaining that his 21-year-old daughter is seriously into this. She's ranked in the top 10 in Australia. She's travelled the world uh, with the Australian national team, particularly in under, uh, when she was sort of underage, you know, under 18 level, uh, representing the country, um, racing kayaks all over Australia. She's, she's really pushing for Olympic selection uh, for the 2024 Olympics. So he's explaining that these events that she's at now are really important in terms of increasing her national standing and, and getting her into that. Uh, getting her into that space. And I was asking him how she got into it, because I, you know, you don't often meet someone who's into racing kayaks. And I said, how did you get into it? I said, you know, are you into kayaks? And I don't want to be rude, because he didn't look like the kind of guy that races kayaks, if you know what I mean. He wasn't really built for sort of, anyway, uh, fitting into a kayak. I said, you know, are you, are your family into kayak racing? He said, no. He said, not at all. She was talent identified at school. She went to a school and uh, they had one of these days when um, uh, sports people came in, people from one of the sports institutes came in and they tested all of the kids. They, uh, like all of the kids, um, they did sort of a power strengthening uh, testing and strength testing and they measured all sorts, of, uh, all sorts of measurements across these kids' bodies. And they said to this girl when she was still at school, they said, you are perfectly made for kayaking. All of the measurements, the, you know, her limb lengths and her power and her aerobic capacity and all of this sort of stuff. This girl had never been in a kayak before, but when they tested her, they said, you were made for this. And that's how she got into kayaking and here she is pushing for the Olympics. And the truth is probably that many of us wish we had that kind of talent, didn't we? Don't we? Like maybe not for kayaking, but you know, you wish there was that thing where someone would come to you and say, you were just perfectly made for this thing. I mean, maybe some of us just we were perfectly made for anything. You know, it doesn't like, just, just, just tell me what it is that I'm, that I'm just really good at. Tell me what it is that I'm made for. Because the truth is that many of us don't really feel like we're made for anything, at least not anything significant. I mean, that's just, you know, we don't like to, to admit that, but that's how it is. And despite more encouragement in schools than ever before, before, despite the, the constant messages we hear about diversity and inclusion that tell us that we're all special and that you know everyone has a place in the world, despite more opportunities in the world than ever before, research study after research study after research study tells us that more people than ever before feel lost, that more people than ever before feel like they have sort of no place to belong in life. More people than ever before feel like life is, is sort of pointless. Pointless in the sense that, that they don't really feel like they have anything significant to do with their life. They feel like they have nothing to offer, at least nothing that the world really wants. And especially for young people, there are so many young people. I was speaking, we a lot of young people in, in the building this morning. A lot of young people feel that about their life. They're looking forward to their future with real uncertainty. And maybe worse than that, more people than ever before seem to be looking to other people for affirmation and for belonging and for a sense of meaning and purpose in life. 
our, our sense of who we are has become dependent on clicks and likes and thumbs up and hearts. We can't feel okay about ourselves unless someone else tells us we're okay. And I want to say, and we're about to kick off a series we're calling Gifted, and this series is about saying it's not supposed to be like that. We're not designed that way. God's story tells us that people have been designed very differently from that. Now, if you pick up a Bible and start reading your Bibles, at first read, the Bible can feel like and can read like a whole bunch of sort of disconnected random stories, can't it? There's this guy and then you flick forward and there's, there's another lady doing something and, and, and it can feel like, like where's this whole thing going as one coherent story? But you know, the more you read the Bible and the more you understand the sort of the big picture of the Bible, you see that there are certain themes that emerge in the Bible. Sort of from the beginning to the end, there, there are certain common themes or ideas that seem to come up again and again and again. And one of those ideas that we see right across the story of the Bible is that people are created by God. That God created people, he created people as unique and special of everything that God created. All the the plants, the animals, everything that God created. There is something special about humanity. That God did something special in people that that he put into people something of his spirit, that he put into people sort of divine gifts and talents. There is something special that lives inside humanity in a way that it doesn't in any of the rest of creation. In a world where so many things seem random, we live in a world where so many things feel like an accident, you know, like we're just sort of floating around, The story of the Bible repeatedly tells us, repeatedly tells us that you are not an accident, that you are created by God, you are created on purpose by God, you're created on purpose by God for a purpose and that purpose is good. That purpose is good. Right from the very beginning of the Bible, Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 tells us that God created people. And we need to hear, you are not an evolutionary accident. Right? You are are not here because something turned into something and something turned into something else and bam, then you arrived. The clear story of the Bible is that there is a creator and you are his creation. The writer of Psalm 139 says this about God. You've searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know, when I sit and when I rise, you prepare my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. It's a picture of a God who knows people intimately and personally. Verse 7, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from all your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you're there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. 
It's a beautiful poetic picture. This psalm is a, is a poetic picture of a God who is always close to us, who's never distant, who's never sort of disinterested in people, but knows us and cares for us personally and intimately. Verse 13, same psalm. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Verse 15, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. God created you. God formed you. God knew you before you knew you. Did you get that? God knew everything there was to know about you before you even knew who you were. God creates people. He creates people with talent and skill and unique potential. God chooses people. Sitting right alongside this theme right through the Bible is this idea that people don't choose God. God chooses people. I mean, some names that you might know from the Bible story, people like Noah, Abraham, Moses, David, Mary, uh, the 12 disciples, Paul. If you've, you've heard those names, some of the sort of the hero names you hear in the Bible story, you know, every one of those people was chosen by God. Not, not one of those people went to God, put up their hand and said, I've got an idea. Every one of those people was, was doing their own thing until God tapped them on the shoulder. And said, I've got something I want to do in the world and I want to do it through you. I am choosing you to partner with me and be part of what I want to do in the world. This is the picture of the God that we see in the Bible. You're not here by accident. God created you. He chose you. Like my, like my friend's daughter when the sports scientists came in and they said, you were made for kayaking. You don't know this, but you were made for kayaking. And we want to choose you to be a part of this program. God's created you. He designed you and he wants you. Now, you might have heard this before. If you've been around church for a bit, this probably isn't new news for you. But so often we hear this and we hear it like it's a nice idea. Yeah, well, that's nice. Feels good to hear about it now. And then we go back into our world and we go on doing things the way we did them before. We go on being and living the way we did before. What we want to try and do uh, today and in this series, what we want to try and do is to help us understand that when we understand this, I mean when we really understand this, not just kind of in here but in here, this changes everything. This changes the way we look at life. This changes the way we look at ourselves. It changes the way we look at other people. It changes the way we look at God. If we understand this, if we really understand this, it gives us a different kind of confidence in who we are. A confidence that comes with understanding that we're made by God, the creator of the whole universe. 
It gives us a different kind of beliefs in the unique talent and potential that sits inside us because it's no longer my talent and potential. It's no longer what I can do. It's something that God has put inside me and that he wants to use for his purposes. And it gives us a whole different kind of meaning and purpose in our lives. I want to talk about those three things for a bit this morning. Understanding that God made you gives you a whole different confidence about who you are. See, because if God made you, if you're not just an evolutionary accident, if you're not just a random collision of, of, of particles, a random collision of egg and sperm, then you can live with a confidence that you matter. You don't have to live with the confidence that comes from what other people think about you. You don't, you don't need the, the opinions and the affirmation. You don't need other people. You don't need other kids at school. You don't need other members of your family. You don't need other people at work. You don't need other people telling you you're okay to be okay. You don't need clicks and hearts on photos to tell you that you matter. You don't need the right face, you don't need the right job, you don't need the right clothes, you don't need the right friends because you realise that the God who created the universe created you. And he likes you. Like a lot. He likes you not because of the way you look, he doesn't like you because of what you wear, he doesn't like you because of the friends you have or the job you do. He likes you because you're his and he made you. End of story. That's all it needs to be. And if I can really understand that, if you can really understand it, it gives you a whole different sort of basis or foundation to build your confidence in life on. Can you see that? It's also the path to the belief that you have talent, real, meaningful talent. You're made in the image of God. And that means that you are packed with all sorts of talent and potential. Uh, Paul says this uh, to Christians in the early church, Ephesians 2.10. He says, for we, talking to the church, he says, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good work, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Because we live in a world, don't we, that says, if you do God thing, if you do good things, then I'll like you. God's message to us is, I like you, and I've created good things for you to do. It's totally the other way around. Can you see that? You're packed full of more potential. More, more potential to do good than you can possibly know. I'm packed with more potential to do good than I can possibly know. Paul and Peter in uh, the New Testament to the early church, they talk about the idea of spiritual gifts. Paul says, now to each one, talking about each person in the church, to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. He's saying that God's spirit has given you something. 
that there's something special inside every person who believes in him. Something that God has put in there with the, with the express purpose, with the, the express purpose that you would use that thing to bless and to grow other people. That's what he means when he says it, it, it's been put in there for the common good, for the good of everyone. Now, heads up, spoiler alert, we're going to spend the next two weeks focusing just on this idea of spiritual gifts. We're going to talk about what they are. We're going to find out what they are. We're actually going to do a, you know, like a test time. We're going to do it right here in church next week. Um, and we're going to give ourselves a chance to, to look at what spiritual gifts are, to look at the spiritual gifts that God's given us and to talk as practically as we can about what we're going to do with those things. So don't miss the next two weeks. It's going to be good, right? Bring friends. Uh, um, but I want to say it's going to be as practical as it can be, right? This isn't going to be we talk about it and then maybe you go home. We're actually going to do stuff together as a community here in the next couple of weeks. Understanding that God created you will give you a fresh kind of confidence in who you are. It's the path to believe that you have real meaningful talents for yourself and for other people. And finally, understanding that God created you, that he made you, that he designed you, gives you real meaning and purpose in life. I mean, when you understand that there's a creator, when you understand that you are his creation, when you understand that he's designed you and given you unique gifts and talents, that design and those gifts and those talents give you a whole different kind of meaning and purpose in life. Because your meaning and your purpose in life is no longer about like, do I look good? Your meaning and purpose in life no longer comes from, will people like me? Your meaning and your purpose in life no longer comes from, can I get more stuff? Can I get this job? Can I marry that person? Can I live here? Can I do that? Can I own this? None of those questions really matter anymore when you understand that God created you and he's put things inside you. Because if you understand that you are the creation of the God that created everything and that he's put something special inside you, then, then kind of surely the only question in that context that really matters is, well, what does God want to do with this creation? Imagine you got a phone call today and someone told you that a long lost relative has just died and they've left you in their will a vintage car. Right? It's pretty bizarre. But imagine that. What questions would you ask? That's all you know. What, and they said, the car's coming on a truck. You're going to see it tomorrow on Monday. What questions would you ask? What conditions it in? What conditions it in? Uh, you might ask, like, what colour is it? What kind of car is it? Does it work? How much is it worth if it's a vintage car? But then imagine they said, oh, and by the way, it's a race car. It's the fastest car of its generation. Then what question would you ask? How fast can it go? <laughs> right? Once you know, once you know that this thing is created and created for a purpose, it changes the questions you ask, doesn't it? 
You only want to ask questions about the purpose for which it's created. If this thing's a race car, you only want to know how good a race car it is, what this race car can do. Knowing that you are created with specific gifts and talents gives you a whole different sort of meaning and purpose to your life. And I want to say up front this, uh, of this series that we're, uh, we're at the front end of now, this isn't about what I think of you. When the world is full of people telling you what they think of you, right? This isn't a churchy version of someone else telling you what they think of you. This isn't even, in fact, about what you think of you. This isn't about telling you what you should think of yourself. There's lots of people doing that, aren't there? There's people all of a sudden telling us, oh, you should believe this about you. You should believe that about yourself. This series is about telling you what God thinks of you. Because the, the, the common, one of the common threads that runs throughout the Bible story is that there's only one opinion of you that really matters, and that's what God thinks of you. This is about how God has created you, about how he's made you, about what he's put inside you. It's about the value that God sees in you. This is about turning your focus, this is about turning my focus in life away from the need to please other people, away from the pursuit of money and stuff and those sorts of things as the, as the path to happiness. It's about turning our, our focus away from the kind of whatever, the kind of empty whatever living that so many people, we don't like to say this out loud, but so many people deep in our hearts live with. I don't really think I'm built for much. I'm really, if you can't tell, I'm really passionate about this subject because I know the radical life change that understanding this can be for us. And I know that because I've seen it in my own life. Because before I knew Jesus, I lived that kind of whatever life. But I didn't think I had, I couldn't do anything really fantastic. No one ever came to me and said, you could be an Olympic kayaker. No one ever came to me and said, I could be an Olympic anything. No one ever came to me and said, like, you are so smart. You are so athletically talented. There's nothing in my life that made me as a young person say, look, I'm really built for something significant. Until I understood who God thinks I am and who God created me to be and everything changed. I'm passionate about this because I've seen the difference that it's made in the lives of other people particularly young people. And I know the cost of not understanding this. Like many of you probably, I can see the hopelessness that comes with living like you're an evolutionary accident. 
I can see the anxiety that comes with being addicted to what other people think of you. And I can see the sadness that comes with purposeless living. Getting up, going to school, going to work, coming home, watching TV, going to sleep and doing it all again. And this series is about saying it doesn't have to be that way. That there is a God, there is a creator God and he created you. You are his creation. You are not here by accident. God created you on purpose and he created you for a purpose. 